Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. That's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Glad to have you here again this week. And what happened last week? Well, Donald J. Trump, that's President Donald J. Trump, uh, he launched his re-election bid down in Orlando, Florida. So... That when you talk about rock splitting politics, ever since Donald Trump announced his election, uh, his campaign for presidency four years ago last week, it was four years ago last week that he came down to escalator and and announced that he's running for president, and everybody thought it was a joke. Ninety five percent or higher of Americans thought it was a joke. And he would, there's no way he'd become president. He wouldn't get through the primaries. And yet, look at him. We're going to be talking about what he did, how he did that uh, on today's show. We, I got an exclusive that I got the last, uh, in, in the 2015 cycle from my uh, award-winning uh, actor, John Voigt. And, and I and, and picked up something what he said that same year in 2000, well, in 2016 during the uh, general election. Uh, so I'm going to play a couple of those things because they pertain to talk about something that's important to Trump's reelection. So uh, we'll play that a little bit later in the show. We've got some clips from different uh, comments and people. Uh, Sean Hannity, uh, the Fox News contributor Lawrence Jones, uh, interviewed some people right after the announcement by Donald Trump in Orlando. It was an exciting atmosphere, and and once again, Trump runs circles around any other candidate that's running for president. He sucks the oxygen out of the room, and so we're going to go back to last week's. Uh, Announcement. In fact, let me let me go ahead and just let's kick off the show with uh, the announcement where a first lady Melania came out and introduced her husband. Let's just play that clip and then we're going to break it down and talk about some very important things that pertain to the reelection bid for Donald J. Trump. But take a listen to the opening right here. incredible country for the past two years and I'm excited to do it for six more I'm proud of all that my husband this 
administration and our entire family have done on behalf of the American people in such a short time. He truly loves this country and will continue to work on your behalf as long as he can. All of us will. Thank you all again for being here tonight. And now I want to introduce my husband, the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump. such luck in Orlando. We love being in Orlando. Thank you. Thank you, Orlando. What a turnout. What a turnout. You know, I said, this is a very big arena for a Tuesday night. I said, you know, if we have about uh, three or four empty seats, the fake news will say headlines. He didn't fill up the arena, you know. Did you notice that Donald Trump didn't get far into his speech before he had to say fake news and, and the crowd ate it up? But you have to understand, this crowd is electric, it's positive, it's got energy, it's, it's exciting, it's funny, it's, it's wrapped up in a, uh, just a mass of people enjoying being in the same room as Donald J. Trump. It was a big room. 20,000 people <laughs> with uh, uh, at the Amway um, building there in Orlando. And that is what no Democrat is capturing even close in any way. The front runner, Joe Biden, when he introduced his campaign in Iowa, 200 people showed up and you could have gone to sleep. So uh, let me continue on a little bit more of the opening of uh, Donald J. Trump's speech for re-election to the presidency. So I said, maybe we shouldn't take a chance. Maybe we shouldn't go to Orlando. We should go someplace else. And I said, no, I think we'll go to Orlando. And, and not only did we fill it up, but we had 120,000 requests. That means you folks have come out very, very good. Congratulations. I want to thank our great Vice President, Mike Pence, and his wonderful wife, Karen Pence, and our magnificent First Lady, Melania. Thank you. I'm thrilled to be back in my second home. That's what it is. It's my second home. In many cases, I think I could say it's my first home. You want to know the truth? It's the great 
state of Florida. Very historic, because exactly four years ago this week, I announced my campaign for President of the United States. And it turned out to be more than just a political campaign. It turned out to be a great political movement because of you. A great movement. It's a movement made up of hardworking patriots who love their country, love their flag, love their children, and who believe that a nation must care for its own citizens first. And there you have it. You still got President Donald J. Trump putting America first, putting Americans first, putting America back in order, draining the swamp. These are things and things that President Trump will be going back to. He, he, uh, he talked about the things that have happened. And when you think about all the negativity, the attacks launched against President Bush, and you think, how did it get so much done in two and a half years? And basically, you say, free this guy up and let him drain the swamp. And I hope the Republicans are listening. I hope they're working hard to get the House back because this president, he he needs the House and Senate on his side. You know, it may not be a bad thing that in 2018, the Republicans lost the House because look at who they lost. They lost Paul Ryan, which he had already one of the worst blunders in Republican history, as far as I'm concerned, is when he decided to stay on as Speaker when he wasn't running for re-election. And it did nothing but neutralize the Republican base. And and that's why so many uh, chairmen and other people what was it like 40 republicans decided not to run again and it goes back we were talking about what the Mueller report came out and said that uh you know that trump there was no collusion and uh and reading everything there's no conspiracy anything there's nothing there but the media from the day donald trump was elected were so anti-trump I think they scared purposely, and this is the thing, they could drum up this Russian collusion business. It had Republicans scared to embrace Trump, scared to be a part of the Trump team. And so many of these Republicans in the House decided not to run. They were afraid that they may get beat. They were afraid. these Most of them would have won. But they were so afraid because of this media hysteria and the Russian hoax that's why the Democrats being in charge of the House is, is really fraud on the American people. You can't go back and say, oh, what would have happened? But the Republicans were so weak with a Speaker of the House who was not running for re-election. He should have stepped down. Uh, it doesn't mean he had to resign Congress, but he should not be leading the, the Republicans on the House side because it was a failed leadership. It, it failed because they lost 40 seats thereabouts so and and they may blame that on trump they can blame it on themselves uh because this but i told you the good thing about losing the house to the democrats it must fire up some new republicans to run 
and they will be Trump Republicans, and they will run hard and fast and furious and against this Democrat onslaught that's going further to the left. But this is how the Republicans can win the presidency, win back the House, and strengthen the Senate. If they work together, work with Trump, Trump will have coattails in 2020. And this is something that, uh, you know, I wish the Republicans would have listened more. But the, the Russian hoax business was purposely put out there it's so that they could politically use and abuse the Republicans because the Republicans fall for it every time. Republicans like Paul Ryan, and uh, some people may won't call them rhinos. I believe the Republicans would just fold so easy. But Donald Trump has given them a backbone. You see people like Lindsey Graham has grown a backbone ever since uh, Senator John McCain has passed away. It seems like Lindsey Graham has become a whole different senator. And he's getting on Trump's side, and he's standing up strong for uh, conservative ideas and conservative policies and backing the president of the United States. So these are things that we're seeing with the reelection that I believe will, will inspire the American people to get out behind uh, President Trump even more. Now, take a listen. This was a, a Fox contributor on Sean Hannity's show. Take a listen to this. Sean, look at all of these people right here today. So they are excited about the president, what he delivered on. Uh, and I got some, some new friends here. First, I got Susan right here. Susan, tell our audience, tell Sean what you feel like is the number one accomplishment of this president. This president has kept his promises to the people of the United States. Whether it's popular or not, he keeps his promise. He has more energy. And that place was explosive tonight, full of enthusiasm. And the man is like the ever-ready bunny. He just keeps on going. God bless Donald Trump. Sean, you're hearing it from yourself. People here that are electric, they feel like the president delivered on his promise. Uh, I got my brother Mike here. Where's Mike at? Come here, Mike. Mike, this, this is a guy from my community. Uh, how do you feel like the president has delivered on issues when it comes to black America? Man, honestly, as a black American, I have never seen a president do so much for our community as this president. You're talking about lowest uh, unemployment. You got uh, prison reform, First Step Act. Um, urban revitalization. This president is delivering on his promises and he's unifying the country on top of that. You know, over on the left, I had an opportunity to go and see the anti-Trump protesting and it was all just negativity. All The energy in this room was electric and positive. You know, conservatives call me patriot, American brother. Leftists, they call me other things that I will not say on TV. But as Americans, we are united under this president. Sean, back to you in New York. Um, you're hearing it from yourself from the Patriots here, right here at Amway Center. Now, that was uh, Lawrence Jones, and I, he's a young man in his 20s. Did, did you hear? I and mean, he happens to be African American. And he, he interviewed an African American. Did you hear that on there about uh, Donald Trump attracting more uh, blacks than probably any other Republican? The potential to really get into some more of the black vote in 2020. And why should I say that? Because next week, I'm going to have on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, we're going to have Raynard. Jackson. Raynard Jackson has been involved with Republican politics for 20 years or more. And 
he knows some insides and outs, and I think he's excited that Donald Trump is really has done more to try to reach out into the black community and speak up. So we're going to be talking to him. What what does 2020 mean for black Americans? Will they consider Donald Trump in larger numbers? I don't know. We've talked about that before, but we got an expert next week coming on, Raynard Jackson, and uh, we'll be speaking to him. And and you may have heard of him, you may not have, but he has been working with Republican uh, politics for uh, well over 20 years. He's African-American, and he's got his own radio show. He's got other things that give him some expertise. And so uh, don't forget to listen to next week's show, and we'll kick it off with Raynard Jackson. So now let me remind you, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We've listened to Donald Trump uh, begin to... His speech and relaunch his uh, re-election campaign and launch his re-election campaign but i want to remind you that you know invite your friends and neighbors to listen to doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net in just a minute we're going to be talking uh some more about uh, this re-election uh, launch and campaign by the trump team but first let me <laughs> just tell you that the Democrats, we know they are uh, about to start their first debate. And uh, even this week, the, the talk is huge about it. But one of the biggest things that has not been talked about, to me, is the biggest part of the story is about the Democratic debate, debate that came about last week. Let me play you this and see what you think about this. It's huge. I mean, think about this. Every time that the president tweets, the media... The president may be part of the program when 2020 Democrats take to the debate stage next week. The Wall Street Journal reporting he, the president, may be live tweeting during those events. Joining us now, Sean Spicer, former White House press secretary and senior advisor and spokesman at America First Action Pack. Sean, good morning to you. I guess it wouldn't surprise you if he did, first of all. I think it would surprise me if he didn't. Uh -huh. uh, this president's unbelievably engaged in, in what's going on. Uh, in terms of world events and politics, so it would kind of shock me if he wasn't live tweeting it. What impact do you think that that would have? It's huge. I mean, think about this. Every time that the president tweets, the media dominates, the, he dominates the discussion and the media reacts to it. Then people are called in to react to their questions about the tweets. So this president has a unique ability to set the media landscape each and every day, talk about issues that are not occurring, talk about um, angles of a story that aren't being covered. So they have to react to this. And I think that what upsets them is for so long, so many folks in the legacy media have decided what people are going to see, read, and hear. This president's ability to dominate the media Media landscape takes away the monopoly that they've had. That threatens their ability to set the agenda. And I think you saw that last night, Sandra. Fox carried this president's announcement for his reelection live. CNN cut out within six minutes. MSNBC covered it not at all. So for these organizations that claim to be about the news, the president of the United States was declaring his reelection last night and they didn't cover it. I don't see how that's not news. Whether or not they think uh, certain pieces of it have been used before or whatever, they cover everything that every one of these Democrats do, hmm. and yet the current president announces and they don't cover it. That shows how threatened they are by his ability to uh, put issues and ideas into the media narrative. Well, well, now that puts a new twist to everything, that Donald Trump is going to live tweet during a Democratic 
<laughs> during the Democratic debates. And what's going to happen is he's going to suck all the news, all the oxygen out of the debate because the news, a lot, so many people and American people want to focus on what's Trump saying about the Democratic debate. It will, it'll be probably more viewers watching Donald Trump's tweets than are listening to the Democratic debate. In fact, he's going to have more people watching a Democratic debate because they want to hear or see Donald tweet, Donald Trump's tweets. So this is interesting. It's never been done before. No, no presidential candidate has live tweeted uh, a presidential candidate live tweeted another uh, candidate during during uh, the debate. It doesn't seem like so. This is this will be history. This is news. This is Donald Trump at, at his worst or best, however you want to call it. For people who hate Trump, those who are caught up in the bitterness of the election of 2016, and I remember someone said bitterness. It just all it does is it it uh, consumes the vessel that. Uh, that has the bitterness and you are seeing that happen you see this trump derangement syndrome but it's the bitterness the people who hate trump are so bitter that he won that bitterness is it's uh, eating people from the inside out on the left in the, in the democratic party we see it and we're we're, we're going to see it more coming up but i just thought that was so interesting that most people are not talking about it that President Trump's going to live tweet during a Democratic debate, <laughs> and and I want to watch that. I know you do too. Let me get on a little bit about the uh, again. What one of the things Hollywood is always, always just uh, hitting, uh, hitting uh, conservatives. It seems, but there is a conservative actor, a actor who happens to be conservative, I should say, John Voight. And and uh, I have an exclusive interview with him uh, before the election last year, and it, when, when they're trying to get people get on board of Trump, and then uh, but uh, take a listen to this on uh, uh, Stuart Varney's show uh, on uh, Fox Business, and this was in 2016, but it plays to this year's election. I want you to hear something that uh, let me play this little clip from John Voight in 2016, the actor. On uh, Stuart Varney's Fox Business Show. Listen to this. Election. Just a few moments ago, we had a couple of ladies on the program who have adopted this label, deplorables. Yeah. They've run <laughs> some t shirts, they've got deplorables across <laughs> the front. There's all kinds of stuff yeah. out there. It yeah. seems that uh, that label, which Hillary stuck on Trump supporters, has yeah. backfired and has now become almost fashionable. Are you seeing that too? Yes, I, I got a little picture last night. This fellow holding up a sign saying, "Deplorable lives matter," and uh, <laughs> it, it was terrific. Yes, I think it, I think it's it's great. I mean, obviously she didn't invent that. Somebody took a lot of time and thought they were very clever writing it, but uh, it has backfired a little bit. Now you're a conservative. You're a conservative yes. in Hollywood. You're a Trump supporter yep. in Hollywood. Have you yep. really? Have you ever been blacklisted? You just didn't get the part because of your politics? Well, not that I know of. You know, there's plenty of reasons not to hire me. <laughs> no, I can't think of any. But, but uh, you know, uh, you know, you, 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 listen, it, it's, it's, it's not that. I have many friends in Hollywood. Uh, people know I come to work. I don't proselytize, you know. But uh, 
You know, there, and there are, oh, by the way, many, many conservatives in Hollywood that just aren't very vocal. Is that, is that accurate? I mean, yeah. we, we don't hear from them very often. I mean, I can name a couple here and there, but I don't yeah. hear much. Well, they, they uh, kind of keep their heads down a little bit, but there are a whole lot of them. Do you ever think that a Republican can win the presidential election in California? Well, I'm certainly going to, you know, make a, make a little effort out there. I don't think there's any place Donald Trump can't win if he gets the, uh, if he gets the team, you know, focused and, and finds a way to introduce him to people. Because once people see who he is, uh, they, they cling to him and that's it, you know. Are you a... Did you hear what John Voigt said? I wanted you to pick up that when he said that they cling to Trump. Once they know him, they cling to him. This is the point you need to understand. This is what makes the tr crowds at a rally. You know, we've reported on several Trump rallies I've been to. It is an experience unlike any other thing that's happened in politics in my lifetime. It's fun. And the crowd lines up, and they're looking forward to seeing Donald Trump deliver, and he stands at that podium and just delivers and delivers, and the crowd eats it up. And the left and the Russian hoaxers have tried to separate President Trump from his base, and they've done it with a, a, a porn star uh, alleged affair, and they went over and over. They had that creepy lawyer that's in trouble now. Uh, King uh, Avenatti, and they had him on shows like 300 times when he was even thinking about running as a Democratic uh, presidential candidate, and and he was so creepy, and yet they put him on again and again, and he's, he's such an imposter that he's in trouble now, and yet they loved his story because he had this uh, porn star trying to tie it to Trump. So they say, well, surely this will break him from his evangelical base or his uh, base of deplorables. This is, this, they've tried, they've thrown everything, and we said everything, including the kitchen sink at Donald Trump. They cannot break him from his, um, his base. And that's why Donald Trump will get those who voted for him in 2016, even though CNN and others try to bring up people go, I'm so embarrassed I voted for Trump. You know, I, I don't know if they're real Trump voters. But Trump is adding to the base daily with his, uh, with his campaign team. But I want you to listen. Here's a little clip I did of an exclusive back in 2015, actor John Voigt. Take a listen. It's two, excuse me, it's 2016. I, I wish you had to... this gal, Fran Francesca. <laughs> Can I ask you to... Another say... Irish. Oh, right. <laughs> no, we're all, over the, we're all over the place. That's Italian. Uh, <laughs> Can I ask you to sum up for me, what is it about Donald Trump that makes you want to support him and see him as president of this country? He's honest. He's strong. He's even physically strong. You know, he has some gifts that uh, people don't even uh, take a look at, but... He's up in the morning very early, runs around, makes these speeches, you know, and, and then 10 o'clock at night, he's still on his feet, and he's just as fresh as he was at, at you know, 8 o'clock in the morning. He's quite something. But anyway, he's a problem solver. Uh, and uh, you can see even the way that he's approached the different areas 
of uh, our country's need by talking about immigration, talking about the economy, talking about the military. Whatever he's done, he's taken very good care to say, to think about things, gather the right people, and then finally make an expression of those, you know, the information that he's gotten. And he's very impressive. Every time he makes a speech, the, the information is substantial. And the, the, way he did, the way he chose his vice president, the way he ch chose the, the people that he would suggest for the Supreme Court, uh, all these things are internal to the United States, but they're very impressive. And, um, it, it, but basically, he's, he, he solves problems. And you can see he doesn't get down. He's not, he's not broken by bad news, maybe a poll here and there, you know, or whatever it is, uh, attacks, nothing. He stands his ground, finishes in good cheer, moves on to the next thing. He's got that quality. It's an amazing quality. And, and you can see uh, John Voigt, when he's talking about that, that he... <laughs> He, he was impressed with Donald Trump's uh, ability to work all day and then 10 o'clock at night and st still look as fresh as ever. But this quality of, of hammering home and, and not getting down when bad news breaks, nothing could prepare could have prepared President Trump for all the bad negative news daily and the Russian hoax and even your own government trying to bring down the presidency it appears to have happened we'll find out soon but Donald Trump took it all in stride he's taking it in stride and he wants to win and win and win big for Americans everywhere of all color of skin uh, rich poor young old he, w he wants all Americans to win and that is his defining message and if all the people who want to bring him down and tear him up if they would just get on his side America would do more things than we could even imagine I'm looking forward to this uh, re-election campaign, and you can keep listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. Next week, we have Rainer Jackson, who's going to help explain, does Donald Trump have a chance to help increase the African-American vote uh, for uh, his 2020 election? We're going to find out from an expert, so don't you dare miss next week's show. Hey, we'll see you then. God bless you. God bless America. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.